0: It was election day in the Republic of Complacia. As he did every four years, Victor Casimir exited the polling station, having cast his vote for the Unity Party, the only proper choice. The so-called pejorative party was just for show, a bunch of token opponents approved by Unity to give a semblance of democratic choice. Of course, any candidate who posed a real threat was barred from running and relegated to the fringes as an extremist. It was just the way things were in Complacia. As Victor walked down the pristine street, bathed in the ever-present glow of security lights, he felt a swell of pride in his chest. He loved Complacia's tranquil towns and cities, efficient public services, and virtually non-existent crime, he credited the Unity Party with maintaining this prosperity through their bold vision and firm hand. It made his skin crawl to think what complacia would look like if the radicals ever took power. Chaos and depravity, no doubt. Approaching his housing unit, Victor smiled and waved at the men in dark armor flanking the entrance. They were the Thought Patrol, Complash's guardians against ideological impurity. It was reassuring to have them monitoring his building at all hours. He remembered the last election four years ago when the radicals caused all sorts of trouble. The Thought Patrol had quickly put a stop to that with their signature brute efficiency. He hoped this election night would pass just as peacefully— Victor's living room telescreen was blaring, announcing the exit polls in Complacia's distinct clipped accent. The projected result stands at 82% for unity, 13% for pejorative, and 5% abstentions. Just as expected. The pejorative party was barely even relevant enough to be an annoyance. The real battle was always over the abstentions the disaffected and the agitators who refused to vote legitimately. Victor shook his head, unable to comprehend how anyone could not be satisfied with Unity's leadership, but he supposed some people were wired to complain and criticize, even with Utopia staring them in the face. Settling into his armchair, Victor decided to message his brother, Alphonse, before the official results came in. When the call connected, Alphonse's face appeared on Victor's telescreen, looking tense and hollow-eyed. Did you vote? Alphonse asked abruptly. Of course, did you expect anything less? Victor replied. Alphonse sighed. I'm just making sure we're all playing it safe. The Thought Patrol are out in full force tonight. As they should be, Victor said indignantly. We can't have any troublemakers disrupting this proud day for Complacia. Everything I've seen points to Unity winning handily once again. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be another landslide, Alphonse muttered glancing over his shoulder. Victor leaned forward, suddenly concerned. Alphonse, is everything all right? You seem on edge. His brother flinched at the observation and forced a smile. Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. I know better than to cause problems. Unease creeping into his gut, Victor chose his next words carefully. I hope you also know better than to get caught up with fringe elements who want to cause problems. Complacia protects us from those who would undo our stability and prosperity, Alphonse laughed dryly. Your faith in unity is inspiring as always, Victor. Maybe I'm just tired of stagnation, of settling for stability when improvement could be achieved. Victor's face hardened. Careful, brother. That kind of dangerous thinking leads people down dark paths. Looking defeated, Alphonse ran a hand over his unshaven face. Just trying to have a conversation, that's all. Didn't mean to upset you. I think we should cut this short, Victor said stiffly. The official results will be announced soon. Yeah, wouldn't want to miss that. Alphonse moved to terminate the call, then hesitated. Victor, do you ever wonder... He trailed off, shaking his head. Never mind. Forget I said anything. The screen went blank before Victor could respond. He sat disturbed by the exchange. His younger brother had always been a bit of a brooding idealist, but this seemed different. Almost radical, Victor resolved to notify the Thought Patrol of his concerns. One could never be too careful when it came to potential ideological contamination. An urgent news alert flashed across the telescreen as he reached for his hollow tablet. The Unity Party spokesperson was at the podium, flanked by flags and patriotic banners. My fellow citizens, I am pleased to announce that unity has achieved a resounding mandate from the voters of Complacia. His pronouncement was met with enthusiastic applause from the carefully curated audience. Victor exhaled, reassured by the expected outcome. The spokesperson continued, the final tally stands at 79% for unity, 15% for pejorative, 6% abstentions. This historic victory affirms the completion people's faith in our vision of security, prosperity, and ideological alignment more cheers erupted. The telescreen cut to a live shot of cheering Unity supporters waving banners outside the Citizens Tower, an immense obsidian spire in central complacia that housed all government offices. Victor gazed at it in awe. To him, it represented the beauty of absolute efficiency and conformity. As the camera panned across the exultant crowd, Victor saw a few grim-faced individuals holding signs that read, Demand Real Choices, but before he could make out the words clearly, the feed cut back to the Unity spokesperson. Let us also acknowledge the misguided few who have turned away from Unity's light. Some cling to their benighted discontent and refuse participation in our society. Others harbour destructive, radical notions. To them, we say, reject your delusions and return to the fold. Unity welcomes you back if you repent your opposition. Our world has no place for division when complacia could be an ideological paradise. Conform and be saved. Watching the address, Victor swelled with nationalism. The spokesperson was absolutely right. Unity was the only sane choice for Complacia's future. The alternatives were too terrible to conceive. As the night wore on, Victor occasionally peered out his window between celebratory news bulletins. He thought he spotted more Thought Patrol than usual, stopping civilians to check their IDs. Squads on Night Patrol seemed tense and ready for confrontation. From a distance, he heard what sounded like a protest chant, rapidly silenced by deafening volleys of riot suppression fire. Victor grimaced. The radicals were already attempting to undermine this fair and free election. He turned up the telescreen to drown out the commotion. The next morning, Victor headed downstairs to grab his usual breakfast kiosk coffee and pastry. Emerging into the open air, he was surprised to see a greatly expanded Thought Patrol presence surrounding his residence. They stood at rigid attention, clad head-to-toe in body armor, gripping menacing riot batons. As Victor passed, their faceless helmets tracked his movement. He quickened his pace. Approaching the bustling coffee kiosk, Victor noticed people congregating nearby, murmuring in hushed tones as they watched patrols march by. News bulletins on the kiosk telescreen reported that authorities had thwarted illegal gatherings overnight by radical agitators attempting to protest the election results. Victor shook his head disapprovingly and ordered a caffeinated Nutri-drink. If only these misguided radicals channeled their energy into productive work instead of undermining complacia! Didn't they realize unity had made the country an enviably model of peace and prosperity, Nutri-drink in hand? Victor turned to leave and almost collided with his neighbor Kalin, who was emerging from the kiosk holding a cup of tea. Victor, Did you hear all that awful noise last night? she asked nervously. Do you know what's happening out there? Nothing for law-abiding citizens like us to worry about, Victor replied. Just some extremists trying to cause unrest, from what I gather. But the Thought Patrol have things well in hand. Praise Unity. Kaylin bit her lip. Are you sure, though? Because I saw them detaining people on our street earlier this morning. She dropped her voice to a whisper normal people, Victor. Victor fought down a surge of unease. Kalin was prone to hysterics. He was sure there was a reasonable explanation. If upstanding citizens are being detained, I'm certain it's only for precautionary questioning, he said, attempting to convince himself as much as Kalin. We have to trust the Thought Patrol to protect us. Kalin looked far from comforted, but nodded reluctantly. Victor's eyes kept flicking towards the impassive helmeted figures monitoring the streets as they walked back towards their residence. For the first time, their presence did not make him feel safer. After a tense and sleepless night listening to distant shouts and crackling energy weapons, Victor called Alphonse first thing in the morning. His worry only grew when the call did not connect. Error messages flashed ominously on the telescreen. As he stepped outside, the area was under an even heavier thought patrol guard than the previous day. The neighborhood buzzed with fearful speculation about detained residents. Checking his hollow tablet, Victor noted with alarm that civilian communication networks appeared to be intermittently shut down with access restricted, citing emergency protocols. At the coffee kiosk, even the Nutri-drink failed to calm his nerves as Victor tried unsuccessfully yet again to call Alphonse. His brother's radical rhetoric was echoing ominously in his mind now. What if Alphonse had been swept up in the Thought Patrol's crackdown? Walking home, Victor was startled when a black-armoured figure appeared and blocked his path. Citizen, This area is under temporary lockdown. Present your identification for inspection. The mechanical voice sent a chill down Victor's spine. With trembling hands, he proffered his ID card. The faceless figure studied it carefully before returning it. Very well, citizen. You may pass, but remain indoors until the curfew is lifted. This is for your own protection. Victor nodded mutely and quickened his pace, not feeling reassured in the least. The following days passed in a blur of tension and confusion. Emergency restrictions seemed to expand by the hour. Paramilitary forces occupied the streets. House-to-house inspections began as the Thought Patrol searched for illegal activities. There were rumors of clashes and gunfire in distant districts. Officials called for calm and vigilance. Victor gave up trying to contact Alphonse after a dozen failed attempts. He had not left home after being stopped that first morning, too afraid of attracting suspicion. Though he still believed the Thought Patrol was working to protect loyal citizens, he could not shake the ominous feeling that something terrifying was unfolding in complacia. A week after the election, Victor was roused from restless sleep by a deafening bang. Heart-pounding, he ran to the window and was confronted by a scene from a nightmare. The entire street was filled with Thought Patrol uniforms. Kalin and other neighbours were face down on the pavement, wrists bound, while armoured troops stormed their residences. Victor stood petrified, wondering if he was still asleep. The brutal surreality of the moment could not possibly be real. But the sound of heavy boots outside his door left no room for doubt this was a raid. Scrambling backward in panic, Victor suddenly remembered his brother's seditious words. Alfonse must have been involved in something illegal, and now Victor was guilty by association. His door burst open under repeated blows. Victor cowered, pleading with the merciless masked figures that this was all a mistake. Their only response was to bind his hands and drag him outside. As Victor knelt on the pavement next to a softly crying Kaelin, he caught a glimpse of numerous other complations being pulled forcibly from nearby buildings. Many were people Victor recognized as upstanding citizens and Unity supporters. None of this made any sense. Once the entire block was subdued, a Thought Patrol commander addressed the frightened group. His amplified voice echoed through their recriminating helmets. "'Citizens!' This area is now under the control of the Office of Ideological Compliance. You have all been detained for interrogation to root out anti-unity activities and sympathies. Frozen in disbelief, the words barely registered to Victor. This had to be some kind of awful authoritarian nightmare. How could the Thought Patrol treat loyal Complacians this way? Victor gave in to despair as they were led away to the waiting armored transports. With a pang of sorrow, he realized Alphonse had seen the truth long before him. Complacia was plunging into darkness, and Victor had been blind. The last transport rumbled away down the street towards the towering monolith of the Citizen's Tower. Around its gleaming obsidian façade, the last vestiges of liberty in Complacia were smoldering, and Victor mourned for the death of everything he thought he knew. Tattoo Nerdy V End.